0: It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The
3: Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From the
2: Willow Window Broadcast Center, Willow Window. Making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro.
0: Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, here's Truman Jones.
4: Good morning, Rutherford County. Got my brother James Michael Jones on with me this morning. And you know, Mike, um... Something has made the IQ level go down in this country. I don't know exactly. Now you were a teacher for years, and uh, can we blame you, or who do we blame?
1: I don't know who's blame. I just uh, we were discussing earlier about the gas shortage and,
4: and, yeah. uh, and
1: it's kind of ridiculous the way people have reacted, and uh, and to see some of the things that they've done, and. Uh, I uh, I got to laughing yesterday. I had the, uh, office duty at Maples yesterday, and mm-hmm. I went in to show Betsy, our my boss, uh, a thing on Facebook. And there's this lady at a gas pump he, He's
4: got it right in front of him, Mike. I mean, uh, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, your your sound is not uh, coming. Is switch switch headsets. Okay. I, th- I think we had to do that with Butch yesterday. You got it? Yeah. Can you hear
1: him? I can hear you. I could hear you a minute ago.
4: Yeah, I was hearing you pretty good here, so. I can't I ho- hear you hope that will hope that'll take care of it. All right. Am I all right now? Yeah, go ahead.
1: All right, and uh, I, what I was saying, and I took... Uh, I was on Facebook yesterday looking at some notifications and uh, 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 this lady appears at the gas pump and she's got Kroger bags, I assume they're Kroger bags, they look like Kroger bags and she's pumping gas into this thing and I'm thinking what is wrong and then number one how you're going to tie it up and keep from spilling it and number two it's probably going to eat that plastic up before she gets home and I was thinking about the danger of her putting that in her automobile. What in the world are we thinking? You know, uh, and it's not going to sit up perfectly. I, I don't know what she was thinking. I just I, it, it blew my mind to think that uh, you would put it in a bag. But I mean, I don't understand why we uh, just go crazy and panic yeah. over. You know, yes, the gas line was down, and they kept telling us it's going to be back up. Not to worry, there'll be plenty of gas. And uh, they had a, a gas station owner yesterday, I mean this morning, was talking to him, and he said normally they pump about eleven, twelve hundred 1,200 gallons a day, and he'd already uh, pumped like 2,600, 2,700 gallons the day before. Yeah. And, you know, and you're thinking anything's going to go down if you if you purge it, you know. And I, I, I don't understand why people panicked. I mean, it was just wild. Just it used today. to not be that way. And if you've watched television at all, you know, these lines, some of these lines from these filling stations went almost out into the major, well, they did, several Several hundred feet into the thoroughfare. And I'm thinking, and that that's causing a, a problem. And uh, there was even one transportation truck on there that transports fuel. And he didn't have any fuel. <laughs> well, uh, of course, we
4: cause it. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. the people cause it, who, oh, yeah. whoever they are. Because you remember back when um, the pandemic thing started you couldn't get toilet paper you couldn't get all these other things because uh
1: they were over buying
4: yeah and it's, it's just it's, they're uh, thinking about themselves instead of others yeah
1: yeah uh i told robbie the other day we've been having trouble we uh we've got a couple of old dogs that uh have to have special dog food yeah and it's gotten where it's hard to get and the other day, uh, they uh, I went to TSC, and they had uh, five cases. I told Robbie, I said, I got three of them, because lots of times I go in there, they don't have any. I said, I got mm-hmm. three. Well, why didn't you get all that? Well, somebody else was wanting that, too. Yeah. Leave something for somebody else. And uh, But I don't understand what people are thinking when they when they actually do these crazy things. And, you know, we saw it during the pandemic. You're talking about toilet tissue. You know, I, I still vividly see this lady putting I don't know how many cases of toilet paper in the back of her car. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how long is it going to take you to use all that up, and why in the world are you doing that?
4: Evidently, she didn't have any cornfields where they had the Uh, cobs left. No,
1: no, she had not experienced that like we did.
4: (laughs) You know, you're right. Back in the old days, you know, we didn't have electricity. We didn't have running water, uh, any of those things. The heat was usually coal or something like that. And we got along fine. Got along,
1: got along just fine. Yeah, I, it's uh, you know how many? I wonder how many kids today would know if you had a pump, and you couldn't get water out of it, how to prime it. Yeah, you know we used to have to prime that old pump, and and uh, I can still remember Mama. Uh, heating up water, and we had those old round tubs, mm-hmm. and fill those up full of water, and then. Uh, I was the was, oldest because I got to go first. Yes, I always was ticked <laughs> off about that. But Mama would pour hot water into mm-hmm. the tub, and 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 we took our baths in a round tub. And yeah. I, I, how many kids today would even? I mean, they would be. Oh, they, I, I just can't imagine what they would think, but. We didn't have men ins- at Kittrell, we did not have inside toilets. We had yeah. outhouses and
4: and uh, there was more men's to- or boys' toilets yeah. than there were girls. Yes. that didn't make any sense <laughs> at all
1: <laughs> and it, it was just uh, I, I, I think, and I may be wrong about this, I think the first air-conditioned school that I was ever in, whether I was going to school or working as a teacher. I believe it was Page High School, was it my Could because uh, uh, Central did not have air conditioning. No, no, and uh, uh, you know you'd open up the windows, and I don't even remember a fan to be honest with you. Of course, we got used to it. I mean, we were not coddle or whatever you would want to call it. I mean, yeah. we didn't sleep under an air conditioner. Uh, we hauled we opened, hay. we
4: opened the windows yes. at night,
1: and we hauled hay. You know, if it was 90 degrees or 98 mm-hmm. or 100, we hauled hay. Yeah. And we were out in the we were out in the weather, and and of course, I guess that tough. But our body got used to it. We didn't have to have that cold air, and uh, it's just. Uh, uh, everything's changed from when we grew up, and you start telling a kid, you know, how it was. Uh, I rode my bicycle to Hobgood every day. I wouldn't even think as an adult today to well, ride that. that
4: was it. only three miles, Michael. Yeah,
1: and I, I, can you imagine getting on a bicycle and riding it down that road today? I'd be scared to death you'd get run over. I mean, there's no doubt you'd get run over. And uh, you remember Penny Good? Oh, yes. Penny used to come down. Twenty
4: miles an hour on the, on the main highway.
1: Model T. Yeah. Model T. Mr. Benson came in uh, every spring with his uh, uh, wagon and turned everybody's garden where we lived, and mm-hmm. ev- everybody had a garden. It's just uh, things have changed, and we, we are so dependent upon... Food and, and yeah. electricity and all of those things. I, I did. We even have electricity at the farm that we we uh, where we lived in Reedville?
4: Yeah, we
1: did when we were
4: little. Yeah. Oh, when we were little kids. Yeah. Oh no, we didn't.
1: I, because I thought we used uh, uh, kerosene lights. Yeah, you know, we that, did. That was our lighting. I know.
4: thought you were talking about the one. Uh,
1: well, in the first house that we lived when, in when when we were all married. Uh, no, I knew we had electricity then, uh, but then we, uh, uh, our first house that we lived in on uh, Jake's Avenue, uh, we had a potbelly stove right in the middle of the house, Yeah. and I can remember for a while, and I don't know why, I had to get up at night and stoke it, uh, we, I guess we turned, do you remember doing that, stoking the fire? No. And put coal in?
4: I don't think I could get out of the bed by myself because it was one of those that would sink in so far. <laughs> you thought he gonna, uh, he's going to choke to death.
1: Well, I don't know why I ended up with that, with that job, but I can remember, gosh, I couldn't have been over six, probably, five or six, and open up that uh, thing and put coal in and stoke it. Who in the world would know how to do that this day and time? And then we got that... Uh, Heater in the floor. Yeah. God, you stepped on that thing, you knew so you, you had messed up. Uh,
4: I love those radiator heats, uh, uh, heaters, though, that they finally got into schools because uh, uh, they, they didn't bother your sinuses or no, anything. No.
1: It, it, and we stayed warm. I mean, at Central, we were warm. Uh, of course, I, I I don't know, but I guess I didn't even notice it was hot in the building. And of course, it's two stories. Oh, it was. I don't remember it being hot. I just don't. Uh, Miss Black let uh,
4: a lot of her classes go outside underneath that big tree because it would get so hot inside the building. And, you know, that's
1: strange. I don't even remember Miss Black.
4: Oh, you got to be kidding me. No. She was there forever.
1: I just wonder if she was there when I was there. She,
4: you know, I had her uh, on my show years ago, and she was in her 90s back hmm. then, and uh, uh, bless her heart, she's gone now, but uh, uh, that was John Bragg's sister, oh. Miss Black was.
1: John Bragg's sister? Yeah. Daddy and John Bragg got along real well. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh But no, I mean, we live in a a whole different world from what we grew up in. And so I I wonder sometimes. It's a
4: me world. Well, everybody's worrying about themselves instead of their neighbors and other people in the community.
1: That's pretty much true. But I wonder about all of the uh, technology. If we probably haven't kind of shot ourselves in the foot, I think about uh, the robots building cars and doing the welding. And you know uh, that kind of bothers me just a little bit. Of course, uh, who's watching that robot? Have they got somebody watching to make sure the whales are all perfect? It's uh, taking money away from yes, a lot of homes too. Yes, and you know what I was going to Let, say. Let's get At- this
4: phone call before we go any All
1: right. Phone caller,
4: welcome
5: aboard, Mike
4: Jones. Thank
5: you, sir. I study heat and uh, heating. A way to waste the heat and cool place. And uh, I just got in on the tail end of it. It came in in from outside. And I I went to Clinch Mountain, way up there. You go toward Knoxville and turn left and go another long ways, Clinch Mountain. Mm -hmm. I brought back a load of coal from the coal mine. Three brothers had graduated from UT, and they had a coal mine up there. And they got a coal called red ash coal. It burns real clean. Burns completely up, and when you see the ashes, the ash is red because it burns so well. There's does different kinds of coal that you can burn. Donald mm-hmm. Trump wanted to bring coal back. And it does burn clean. The red ash coal does. And they also got these old radiator heaters used to heat uh, with steam, water. They had a furnace would heat with water. And now they've got them at Home Depot, baseboard heaters. It's got antifreeze in them. Mm-hmm. And once the heater goes off, the antifreeze stays warm, so you're getting some free heat there. and uh, That's a great idea, to maybe heat with something like that. And I'm thinking about getting another load of coal. I brought a load of coal back here on Las Casas Pipe, put it in my front yard, and sold every bit of it. I huh. bought a stove. and a, There's also a wood grate and a coal grate. Make sure you get a coal grate. You can burn both wood and coal, but coal is a great way to heat. It really is, and if this gas goes to $5 a gallon, um, uh, I'm going to have to get an electric car. But I filled it up the other day, put $50 in there, and it's half full. So anyway, we got to do something to protect ourselves, you know. But I'm going to hang up and listen to your rebuttal, okay? Hey, are you Hey, you got any customers this morning? I've had one, and I got his veins crooked, and he He, <laughs> I that was he got a left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I'll was be Charlie. listening to you, okay? All <laughs> okay. right, Charlie.
4: Charlie Pitts. <laughs> Charlie. He, he's been around a long time, just like you and I have. Yeah,
1: he's been around. We, a we
4: remember the old days.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, well, you know, they were the good old days. It, I don't think we had the pressure back then that we we have on us now. No, and,
4: everything was simple.
1: And. uh
4: the only pressure was you worked a whole yeah. lot harder yeah. physically than yeah. they do
1: now. What I was what I was referring to earlier was, you know, a robot, uh, they're nice. I'm sure they're okay. But a robot never bought a car, and a robot never bought a house and didn't go into a restaurant mm-hmm. and eat. And I think that the technology has taken so many people... Out of jobs that can be done by people, and I—that I was actually thinking about the pipeline. Uh, you know, I don't know uh, exactly what all the technology is involved with the pipeline, but if it was motors and people uh, actually doing uh, manual work, mm-hmm. getting that pump from one place to the other. Uh, I think we'd be a heck of a lot better off. We wouldn't have to worry about, uh, you know, being uh, uh, held for ransom. I just uh, that. Well, you, you know, know.
4: the the Democrats, were trying to close down the pipelines over here. Well, I and, and talking about how dangerous it I, was up there in that area and things like that.
1: I, I don't understand, uh, the difference in uh, a truck full of fuel, bringing it from Canada, wherever it's coming from, down here, mm-hmm. and a pipeline, which is the most efficient. And uh, oh,
4: That's easy.
1: Yeah. And, uh, of course, we all know who owns the trucks that are bringing uh, the fuel down. And, I, you know, uh, sometimes people got a little bit too much power. But I don't know why in the world they closed that pipeline it doesn't make sense when we've got pipelines here. Yeah. And why are we so much against that pipeline? I haven't figured that one out yet.
4: The logical people are not against it. That's no. That's obvious.
1: No. And, uh, but still, I, I still think that, that a lot of things that we're doing today, uh, and, and even in teaching, uh, the technology has, has gone beyond me. When, I mean, I taught for 39 years. Well, I did not. I was a principal for five years, but I taught in a building mm-hmm. for 35 years. And, uh, and I'm thinking, uh, I thought I did a pretty good job. I sent some people out into the world mm-hmm. who were very successful. Uh, and I'm not blowing my horn, but, you know. It sounds like uh, it's tooting a little bit. Yeah, it is too Well, when we first started teaching, uh, when I did, I wrote everything on the board. My tests were on the board. Yeah. And they had to copy the test down. Yeah. And, and write the answers. I wouldn't just let them write the answer. They had to copy the test down. And... Uh, you're
4: keeping their minds busy. Well, the time. that
1: that, but you know, it's a fact. Anything you write down, you have a better chance of remembering. It. Yeah. And just because you click a button or on a on a computer and put the answer in, that I don't think that's reaffirming. Uh, that you know that answer. I don't think it's building mm-hmm. uh, and the way that we do math now, uh, math I think is so so critical in the thinking process. Yeah. In math you've got to solve a problem and you learn how to solve the problem mm-hmm. and you do it step by step. Well. That helps you to learn to think and analyze. And in science, you learn the basics. Yeah. And if you learn the basics, then you can figure out a problem. You can answer problems. Now, technology has improved our ability um, like the DNA. Yeah. you know it it's quickened things. I agree with that. that you know it's got some very beneficial things. But sometimes I look at the negative. Of it, and I wonder if we weren't better off mechanically doing things. I mean, how many how many kids can mentally multiply? Yeah. And
4: how Or many, retain uh, yeah, what they're what yeah. they're learning.
1: And uh, that to me that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem. Uh, selling cars, buying cars. I've done it, and you think about it, you know. In my mind, I already had it all figured out because I knew the numbers, and I could I could I could come to a, a, a total or you know what I needed to do. Yeah. And I didn't have to have a pencil.
4: Let's take a quick break. All right. Okay. We'll be right back WGNS with you. WGNs
0: and our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. Now more than ever, count on WGNs.
3: We've been telling you for a while now about the Discount Mattress Moving Sale. Well, now is the time to get by there. It's in its final days. All remaining inventory deeply discounted to avoid moving costs. All remaining floor models are priced below cost. Discount Mattress, locally owned and operated. They've been serving Murfreesboro's mattress needs since 2001 at 1614 Northwest Broad Street next to La Siesta Mexican Restaurant. Discount Mattress. Your best night's sleep starts with Discount Mattress. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into The Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Dell's self made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. The Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Monday through Saturday. Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS.
2: All right, guys, this is Scott. I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They are reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers that are important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, lack of motivation and drive, have noticed a weight gain or a loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. It all starts with a quick and easy health assessment, and it's covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men, and they now offer monitored self inject at home testosterone treatments. Providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self inject at home treatments are $135 a month for self pay or covered by most health insurance. To schedule your health assessment, go to LowTCenter.com. LowTCenter, reinventing men's health care.
0: now an update from the wgnsradio.com news center
6: i'm ron jordan decoration day will take place at a community cemetery on sunday june 6 in the midland area philip ryan who lives in midland will be the guest speaker at the smotherman cemetery june 6 at 2 p.m in other event news around the community a concert will be held at the murfreesboro missionary baptist church june 4th and will be followed by a gospel music academy On June 6th through the 19th, a complete calendar of upcoming events is posted on our website, wgnsradio.com. The Colonial Pipeline is restarting operations. However, the company says that it could take several days for the supply of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel to return to normal. AAA Tennessee says despite the resumption of services, the state could face lingering effects with limited gasoline supply at the pump. AAA reports that the average price of a gallon of gas went up to $2.81 yesterday from $2.74 just the day before. More than a billion dollars in sports wagers have been placed in Tennessee since the state legalized online sports betting late last year. That's been worth $92 million of revenue for the sports book and $18 million in taxes for the state. In fact, the state collected nearly $3 million in taxes just last month alone. A Dixon County judge will decide if a confession by the father of Joe Clyde Daniels will be allowed during trial or in a pretrial hearing. Multiple videos of Joseph Daniels admitting to killing his son and disposing of the body have been surfacing since the five-year-old disappeared on April of 2018. In court yesterday, his defense said it wants a hearing held prior to next month's trial so the jurors won't be present, while the state says the confession is proof of guilt. Joseph Daniels is charged with murder, though baby Joe's body has never been found. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and
0: on demand at WGNSradio.com. We are News Radio
3: WGNS. Auction, auction, auction. Reliant Realty auctioneer Steve Sandlin invites you to the auction of 6.96 plus or minus acres on Cripple Creek Road in Reedyville, Saturday, May 15th at 10 a.m. There are two soil sites, plenty of road frontage, all ready for you to build your dream home. The auction will be Saturday, May 15th at 10 a.m. Find more information at ReliantAuctioneers.com. That's ReliantAuctioneers.com. Firm number 5860, license number 5942.
1: Hi, this is John at LNK Trophy. We'd like you to come down and take a look at our new line of insulated tumblers. We have colored tumblers that we can engrave. They work great for gifts. We have several different sizes and styles of mugs. They can be engraved or they can be printed in full color. We also offer lots of other options for plaques. This is John at L&K Trophy, 1115 Memorial Boulevard. Just down from Smith Brothers Car Wash.
3: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather.
2: sunny this afternoon, high in the upper 60s. Tonight, mainly clear, low of 42. I have 72 on Friday. Lots of sun. Saturday, I have 78. I'm meteorologist, Laura Lockwood on News Radio, WGNS. Right now, 53.
3: Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100 or seeaMovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100 or seeaMovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights.
0: From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
4: And welcome back with Mike Jones. Uh, we're, uh, we're adjusting to the sounds and yes. everything <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, everything is fun. You know, we we have problems from time to time, and we we've learned to deal with those problems. As a rule, you know.
1: Welcome to my life
3: every day. By the way, (laughs) thank thank you, Brian.
1: (laughs) Brian, I would not have your job. (laughs) No way. (laughs) I admire you.
4: But it's it's not the the technical things that bother me. Of course, you when you were talking about jobs, that does bother me. I, I remember when NAFTA became on the scene and they started taking jobs away from I would call the the middle class, the hard the people who'd worked hard for a living and. And uh, we're keeping their families fed and everything like that. It seemed like they get a kick on the rear end a whole lot more. But I do remember when we would watch out for each other, uh, and this is from the time that you and I were born, all the way through school and everything else. Uh, the The neighbors always knew each other, and if they were having problems, everybody would pitch in and take care of them or uh keep your door open if they run out of sugar or any can you imagine that's what that happened in today's that's world
1: that's what I was going to ask you how many times if your neighbors come across the street or uh, come come across your yard and borrow a cup of sugar yeah I, I mean I can remember uh, in the old days that happened all the time you know they I can remember one neighbor going miss Ruby could I borrow a cup of sugar? Yeah. And Mama would get her a cup of sugar, you know, and and send her on her way. And then, uh, of course...
4: Or Mr. Glenn Mitchell would know. come down, and he, he had to go somewhere, and he'd say, Miss Ruby, would you come and watch the store yep. for me while I'm gone for a while? Yep. that That's just... And, 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 and Bud Mitchell school. still does that over there at Bud's Tire, and he has a hardware store across the street, and he, st- he still has a breakfast for him, us that he yep. fixes, and if one of us breaks down in, in Shefferville or wherever... He'll come and take care of us at the point.
1: And the big stores, well, I don't know if the big stores did it or the wholesale stores did it. Uh, they quit delivering to the small stores because it wasn't cost-effective. Yeah. And to me, I mean, they pretty much ran mom and pop out of business. The big, yeah. the big wholesalers did because... Uh, they quit they quit supplying them, and they you know they had to go get their own supplies. and mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you take a mom and pop, and there's only two of them working in that store. Uh, and, Of course, we had an uncle that did that. Yeah. and uh, it it pretty much drove them out of business. And uh, that's that's kind of sad, but uh, you know, as we both both know, money talks, and it's it's really difficult uh, for someone to open up and run a country store now. Uh, and two, uh, can you imagine going into Kroger's and charging your groceries?
4: No, and no. You
1: know that was that was a routine thing. Or any gro- grocery store yeah, now. Well, that was a routine thing when we went when we were young. You went in, mom charged the groceries. End of the month, daddy got paid. You know, you paid your grocery bill, and it was just uh, that's just the way it was. And now that, that's not going to happen, and uh, everybody knew everybody. Of course, we're so large now. I mean, when you go into, used to go, if we ate out, which I guess when we were little, did I, we eat out hardly any? No. I just, uh, maybe Mama would take us by the frost top and, and get us a corn dog and a, and a, a root beer or whatever, before a baseball game or mm-hmm. after a baseball game, that was our eating out. and then, and then uh, I can remember, I remember going to uh, Knight's one time. Now, if I went there any more than that, I, I, I of course, I'd been in there with Jimmy several times. and that
4: wasn't far from us.
1: No, Ma, no.
4: Right um, down the street. Yeah,
1: but I remember going there one time, and I don't remember what was special about it and why we did it. But I can remember one time. But I mean, Thanksgiving we didn't go out to eat; we ate at home. Christmas we we ate at grandmother's house. And uh, uh, can you imagine taking your uh, kids uh, out uh, one one cold morning and cutting up meat mm. and grinding sausage all day long?
4: Well, I remember when we used to kill hogs at Uncle Stanley's house.
1: That's what I'm talking And
4: everybody about. had a job to do. Yes, sir. They, they became very proficient at it, yes. you might say. Even
1: Robbie got good at that. <laughs> That's they, they, when we, we went to our first uh, hog killing. Now
4: shoot. you make her live on a farm. Yep. Bless yep. her heart.
1: She loves the animals. That's one thing about her. She loves the animals.
4: Yeah, she's like Jackie was. Jackie loved to bottle feed the calves. That was her favorite job on the farm.
1: Not me. I've bottle fed a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just us. Uh, uh, we worked. I mean, you got up in the early in the morning and you worked. And I, Gosh, when I was at uh, Page, I still got up every morning and and milked two cows, went to to school, got home, milked two cows, because you had to.
4: Yeah. It
1: wasn't any, uh, and made my own butter. I mean, it wasn't very difficult, but I mean, you know, uh, even, gosh, that was in the 70s. Had to learn how to milk cows again. Hmm. Uh, But
4: uh, I never had to milk cows. I had to feed them and the horses and every other animal that we had on the farm, and then That would be at 5 o'clock in the morning, and then the Greyhound bus would pick me up and take me to Nashville and work the eight-hour shift. And then whenever the bus was ready to come back, take that. That was a long day, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. And, and, you know, that was a a special time.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't mind that. That was the thing about it. Work was what we grew up doing, and yeah. if we wanted the money, if we wanted money for a date, or if we wanted money to buy something, uh, we had worked for it. And we, there wasn't any allowance for us.
4: Well, now when you went on a date, though, you would you had a car to drive, because if I remember right, I was in the service, my car was being used for your date, yeah. and you ended up in a river. Well, now I, how did that happen?
1: I forded the river. You uh, forded
4: it all right.
1: Uh, well, the bad part about it is I forded the river, Thank God. and I got across on the other side, and it's there was still snow on the on the road, and I mm-hmm. couldn't get up the hill. Yeah. So I had to back up and go uh, across it again, and when I did, the engine stalled, and that's when. Well, I, I
4: wonder why. That's
1: when I got in trouble.
4: God. That was a Buick. It was either a '63. Or a 62,
1: 62. 62 Buick. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Daddy took it in and traded it for a 63 uh, Buick convertible. Mm-hmm. And that was the car that Coach Murphy and them drove. That was their loaner car from, from uh, uh, oh, it wasn't Benford's, it was, uh, what was the name of the Cadillac place?
4: Hmm. I didn't remember a Cadillac being separate, a Cadillac place. Yeah, had
1: Cadillac, Buick, uh, Uh, and Oldsmobile. uh, It
4: wasn't Burns?
1: Burns. Burns Motors. okay. Burns Motors. And uh, uh, I thought, boy, I said, I did a good thing. I tore that other car up, and now I got a convertible to drive.
4: (laughs) Y'all weren't, you're four years younger than me. Y'all weren't as social as we were. I mean, every weekend we would go to the, square and there would be 40 or 50 of us out there enjoying the night
1: i don't remember going to square i don't have no at night i, only, I there remember, weren't a
4: whole lot of places no, to go to no, back then
1: Woolworth. now that wasn't it woolworth where you got your popcorn and the little birds. i loved going to woolworth because you got popcorn and we'd go into the greyhound bus station and they had popcorn Yeah. The the old garage. And people Mm -hmm. don't even realize there was a garage there not far from Pinnacle that they parked their cars in. I mean, the buses were parked inside. That's how big Greyhound was at that time. And then they got the new station. They tore all that down. And, of course, it was all open at that time. But... uh,
4: Almost everybody rode a Greyhound bus to Nashville Nashville Mm -hmm. for their jobs. They didn't drive. They rode the bus. Daddy
1: had a clientele. when He knew everybody. Everybody knew him. And uh, even, you know, uh, the Woodbury crowd. You know, he picked up people in Woodbury uh, and drove to Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And they stopped at all of the little towns then. Now they don't do that uh, like they used to. But, you know, they stopped at every town and picked up passengers. And uh, it, that was just their mode of transportation.
4: Yeah, that that was a different type of schedule for the drivers. Now, some, the buses wouldn't stop except for major cities. Right. To, and uh, um, I took one of those one time to uh, Miami and... Uh, I said, I don't think I'll ever do this again. That was a long, long drive. I but but so. third, if you have good people around you, it makes it a whole lot shorter trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I've been, and of course, then the interstates changed everything. I mean, the mode of travel, the interstate. I guess uh, we can thank a Republican for that, Eisenhower. That was his dream, child, the uh, interstates. It, yeah proved out to do well but uh, now we can go go a lot of places in a short period of time.
4: Eisenhower was a great president he was the first one that the thought of Vietnam going over there was just a thought at that time and he he was one of the ones the president said we don't need to go over there and get involved in, in a war for where the country is fighting each other, he said, we don't need to do that. Of course, they were, the communists were pretty much trying to take over, and you know, with the the way it ended up, it, the the amazing thing to me is that the Vietnam Vietnamese people, as a rule, do do not like the Chinese, do not like the communists, and and, and you know, life. Government running government is a, an extremely complicated business um, and sh- the least complicated should be a capitalistic government and, and a democratic government uh, but you know the thing about it is can we as people be trusted to make the right decisions? No. A lot of times we don't.
1: The media has uh, changed even the social media. I mean, yeah. That, everything has changed so much, and, and so much can be said and gotten out, and you don't know if it's true. You don't know if it's false. You know, you got to fact-check things. And even as a teacher, uh, when we gave assignments, uh, we had to tell them to make sure you're checking your source before you use it because yeah. you don't know if it's true or not. And, and people love to start controversy. Yeah and make statements that aren't true. Even they, the media. Yeah, and they know they're not true, but uh, I don't know for a fact that uh, our election was fraud or not. I don't know that for a fact. And, you know, you try to listen to everyone's uh, voice, and but I don't like, and I, I mean, I have a lot of respect for... A president, I always have and always will for a president, mm-hmm. and, and I would not be president. I, I mean, you can tell me you're president tomorrow, and I'd say, uh uh-uh, not me. Uh, but it's a huge, huge, huge job, and we—it's so much bigger than it was when we were growing up yeah. because of technology. Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't like for the news uh, casters to call the president a liar. I just don't like that. They need to, you know, uh, misunderstood or something. But don't call him a liar because, you know, he fully believes, and that the election was not, you know, correct. The prior yeah. president. And so, I mean, we're living with it right now. Whether it was or wasn't, it. we're living yeah. with it right now. So, uh, but I don't like, I don't like the fact that they call him a liar. Use some other kind of. Terminology, You know, there are other words you can use. You know, he fully believe And, uh, you, you know, we could argue all day long about all this stuff, but it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. And uh, people are just going to have to get educated and to the point that, uh, uh, you know, we make the right decisions. And uh, like you say, politics, government is so complicated nowadays that making the right decision for the right person, we've got to do that. And uh, I think the parties need to quit fussing. I mean, the fighting needs to stop. And, you know, if it's good for America, okay. If it's bad for America, okay. Let's let's just do the right thing. I just had
4: a text. I don't know if Darrell will want me to say anything or not. Uh, my preacher... Yeah, uh, who is one of my favorite people in he's the good. world? He's a good man. He is as good as as can be, Darrell Lewis, and he said um, he complimented us in saying uh, capitalism and democracy. the The comment that we made about it, the people have to be trusted to be able to make the right decisions. And the thing about it is, is we have. Um, a responsibility to make sure that we're educated enough to make the decisions for something that it, it, it means so much to us is mm-hmm. the president of the United States, and we just can't go by other people's words. We have to ourselves go into the fact-finding part of making sure. I mean, you look at it at all the things that mean so much to. To us, as far as our freedom is concerned, uh, how we how we respect our country and and the ones that we have put in office uh, to make the the right decisions and are they making the right decisions? I mean, you and I have seen um, the um, love for country the patriotism wane in the last 10 or 15 years and what is causing it and uh, are they truly looking after us in our country and and are we uh, the great country that we've always wanted to be as far as looking after the world's eels and, and are we still participating in that and how is it affecting our overall growth? And, you know, it's not that difficult. You don't have to be caught in, in the, the mind-boggling and stuff that goes on with the news and whether it's right or wrong. Sometimes you're better off not even watching it, to be perfectly honest with you, and that's why I went away from it. It, it, it just, I, I can't understand it.
1: Well, filtering filtering what's being put out there is a tough thing tough job yeah and uh
4: he also said um he sent me another one can patriotism overcome greed and and to be perfectly honest with you it's it's having a tough fight right now that's a
1: big that's a big statement i've 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 thought a lot of that greed uh do we have to have that much money i and uh i look at uh well let's just say television Mm -hmm. uh Nike shoes. Why are they so much? Yeah, why are they so much?
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I shouldn't maybe just say Nike, but everything. I mean, why do you need a professional athlete to advertise your shoes? Why do you need let's advertise quality and what is you know how it's constructed, where it's made. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do that. let's don't uh, let's don't say, well, uh, this this individual, wears this shoe uh or an actor who uh who drives a cadillac why would i buy a cadillac because an actor has said something about it Let's, you know the i think maybe uh car companies etc you know they need to talk about quality they need to talk about you know where it's built Mm -hmm. i'm really disappointed in one of the big big companies is moving are building a, a, a large plant in Mexico mm-hmm. because they can build them cheaper. Uh, and
4: but, their workers make a whole yeah, lot less.
1: And But, you know, if they built that plant here in the United States, then their workers are going to be purchasing their cars in the United States mm-hmm. their workers are going to be buying groceries in the United States they're going to be buying clothes in the United States NAFTA when you look at it, it was one of the worst things and when, when uh, what did our economy do when we quit it it, it, it boomed it, it boomed. sure
4: did
1: now we're going back to it you know, we're wanting to join the NAFTA again Want to do it again why? Uh, That just absolutely does not make any sense to me at all. Uh, Why do we want to, you know, we ran, uh, I guess we did, I don't know, uh, GE. Mm
2: -hmm. You
1: know, GE left us, I guess, during NAFTA. And they're one of the largest companies now in the world and most profitable.
4: Who is it affecting? It's the middle class people who are out there working every day to feed and take care of their family.
1: We're the ones that are working. And... Uh, it really bothers me right now uh, the young people and I don't know why they're doing this but they'll get a job and work there a while and then they go to another job Is what Mm -hmm. I mean that's what we're seeing is happening what happened to longevity what happened you know daddy drove a bus for 42 years you know what happened to longevity why don't you stay with the company is the company Your your insurance, is it not good enough? Do you move to another job because of that? Or why are so many people right now when there are plenty of jobs on welfare?
4: Loyalty is on both ends. It really is when you're talking about work. But there's a lot of people who um, look at the people who are trying to uh, brain feed us about what we need and what we don't need, they're not looking out for what I call the real American's best interest. Uh, you, you, you you, look at Hollywood. You look at the national media and all those things that they feed you. Uh, it, it's an elitist type of thought process that w- we have been suffering for the last 15, 20 years. And unless the American people... Um, start realizing what's going on, we're going to be in trouble when our uh, grandkids start uh, uh, going out into the world and and trying to do all the things that we have been able to do, uh, hard work, staying loyal to the... if, if, If the top echelon people would remain loyal to the people that work for them, it 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 makes this country a whole lot stronger, and you gotta you gotta support the people that are protecting you, the law enforcement people, the fire people, uh, uh, the people that are out there in other countries, our military. If the military does not stay strong, then we become weak.
1: Well, that is is so true. Uh, yeah, uh, we've we've just gone away from patriotism it looks like so many people burning a flag not not standing up and and uh, honoring the flag when you know we're playing a national anthem Uh, a lot of things that we we just had no problem doing yeah
4: we've held true for all these years and
1: i don't understand i don't understand all of this stuff and i of course i never will but uh, we've gone away from so many, th- so many things that uh, Christianity is in trouble. Yeah. And why in the world we moved here, long, 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 long time ago to get away from uh, suppression? To, you know, we wanted our own Christian. We didn't want to be made to do this. Yeah. We came over here for religious freedom.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And now it, you know, it's in trouble, and it shouldn't be. I don't understand why it's in trouble, but it's in trouble. And uh, right and wrong. And uh, all these things that are going on in this world are mind-boggling, to be honest with you. And, you know, if you'd gone to church when you were little and you'd listened and paid attention, maybe you wouldn't be making some of the mistakes that you're making some of these people that are doing. Yeah. And uh, it's just...
4: Uh, well, the se- the separation of church and state is not... exactly how it was written and they're trying to take away the thoughts of the people about their particular uh beliefs and uh not let them bring that back into the the normal everyday pace of being with people and working and things like that and uh, uh i don't know if that's part of the weakening of the church or not but uh so when, the ch- when the church becomes weak, our country yeah. becomes we've weak. We've kind of
1: gone away from, uh, and, I, and I don't mean this in a derogatory manner, but I don't think I do anyway. But when you go to church, I wanted to listen to the preacher preach. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to listen to him play a guitar. I didn't want to listen to him, you know, entertain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to listen to what he had to say. You know, what is sin? You know. Let's learn what all this stuff is, mm-hmm. and but that's not. I mean, so many churches now have catered to. I, I don't know, uh, entertainment.
4: Yeah, but where else can you learn that four-letter word, what love really means? You know, church. we 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 get away from that, and a lot of people think that churches are so um, they're 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 set up in such a structured way. That it, they they still don't do uh, much for the communities and and uh, for the the teaching of the things that are actually right and wrong, and they churches do not preach that we're perfect. Every one of us is sinners, and we have to fight every day to be a better person. And uh, we. I, I know that most of us in our family and and, and hopefully other families that are friends of ours um, we 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 do some talking to the Lord at night and and we have to thank him for all the things that he's done can you imagine having so much love that you would bring your son down here to uh, help help us uh, get through the sinful parts and and uh, actually pay for our sins. It, it's just, uh, it's it, its mind-boggling. It's just unbelievable.
1: Uh, we've changed a lot. I mean, our society has changed a lot, and a lot of it is uh, not for the... Uh, I can remember um, seeing a, a shot of... Uh, I can't remember if it was the Senate or the House of Representatives where they were actually uh, having the pledge. either having the pledge or the national anthem was being played and there were senators or representatives uh not standing up it was in the pledge yeah and some of them were asleep
4: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm thinking uh and they were the older ones i mean some of the older ones and i'm thinking they don't need to be there i'm i'm really think i used to think that uh three terms was okay uh, now i'm almost of the opinion you need one. Be, well one or two uh, you know i could see two terms yeah. but um, you're talking about 8 years
4: they uh, voted themselves in a lifetime how many of them go in that are uh, have very little income and then by they're the time they get out, they're multi-millionaires, and then become lobbyists after that's over with, and and it it even spirals up even more upward. We don't watch those things, but they're in control of all of this. Can you imagine being in control of all of the perks that you're going to be able to get, not only now but in in, in the future?
1: That's the scary thing yeah. about it, uh, uh, and you know. The, we actually know a lot of senators and representatives that have been in and, and uh, become millionaires, yeah. multi-millionaires. Multi-million, and how did they do it? Mm. Uh, there has to be there has to be something that's going to curve that. Uh, but if you're in there, for, God, what? Some of those have been in there 20 years longer. And to me, that's just uh, I don't understand. and We keep on electing them. Yeah, that's that's one thing that we you said earlier, education. Yeah, being educated. Know that's what, our
4: responsibility. You
1: know, do I know how many times the senator voted this year, my senator? Do I know how many times the representative actually voted on whatever? Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, we probably ought to know. You know, it's there. It's a public record. We know how many they voted and how they voted. And do we actually check that? Maybe we should start doing that, because
4: you know Washington is a place that's totally foreign to the rest of us. It really is. And and, and when Trump, uh, President Trump, went in, he he was fighting that. it, 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 it just like, it's just like a cancer growing on us in, in Washington, and nobody pays any real attention to it. I remember one of our representatives, uh, he and I had a, a nice conversation, and we were talking about NAFTA. And it was becoming a, a major, major uh, political decision back in that time, and he promised me that he would vote against NAFTA. And we talked about it, and then re realized all the negative things that were going to happen when NAFTA was NAFTA voted in. So concern. so he uh, promised me that he was going to vote against it. Went up to uh, back up to Washington and voted for it. Voted for it. And I was so angry at that time because time, if somebody tells you something and they have a responsibility that that lays in their hands and they then they go the other way is something that it, it's hard for me to where, abide with. That's where with.
1: politics enters. And yeah. And in, in politics you vote for this I'll vote for that. Yeah. No. That's not the way politics works, but that's the way politics does work.
4: That's the way the power
2: in yes. Washington yes.
1: is structured. Yes. You vote for this. I will vote for that. I will yeah. I will push your bill through. If you will vote for this, I will get this done. That's not the way it's supposed to be done. If this bill is good for the American people, and I'm talking about all of the people, mm-hmm. then I'm for it. Now, if your bill is not good the American people I'm not gonna vote for it but I just got to telling you I'm gonna vote for it even though I know it's not good for the American people that's not how it should work everything that's passed through the Senate or uh, the House of Representatives uh, and we vote on needs to be for the people yeah uh, not for the senators not for the representatives it needs to be for the people and that's where I think politics has gone awry. Yeah, it's you know they look at it. It's more for this group right here than it is for this group. It should be for everybody. We, you know, for the whole. What, what we do and how we vote should be for the whole, not a certain group of people. And we tend to have gone toward. A certain group of people a lot of times, when we shouldn't have, and when we do things, uh, not for the entire country, it needs to be for the entire country, not for just different, different groups. It shouldn't be for the oil companies. It shouldn't be for the automobile companies. It should be for the people. What's best for the people? And we've, uh, you know, we've pretty much priced. Our ourselves out of unless you've got a darn good job uh, a new car almost I mean when you're looking at prices of cars and trucks and uh, houses mm-hmm. and of course I sell real estate and you know it's it's really amazing what's happening in the real estate market uh, and auctions my goodness things are things are booming but they're booming higher and higher and higher did uh, you know I never thought I'd see Property twenty or thirty thousand an acre in this area, and it you know small acres. But directly. would
4: you if the interest rates were higher, like uh, they used to be?
1: And I think that may be the because uh,
4: people can afford those things, even the young yeah. people now.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, where did we get the low interest rate? Under what president? Now what's happening to it? Yeah. Now what's happening to the interest rate? Uh, we got better, better be careful. Better be careful what we do and say, and and uh, what happens in this world. Because, yes, can you imagine buying a 1,200 square foot home and paying 200, 250 thousand dollars for it?
4: Yeah. You and I bought that farm, 200 acres, and what was it? About 25, 26 thousand dollars?
1: Right at 24. House 24, had
4: all the water on it that we needed fact, uh, John Bragg farm. Highway went right through our farm. Mm-hmm. Just cut it in half. We should have kept it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I mean that's. Uh,
4: but it took two of us to buy it.
1: Yep. Yep. Took two of us to buy it, and and we had to beg, bar and steel to get that done.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, our, our uh, neighbor loaned us the money. Yeah. Well. Bless his heart.
1: Two people. Uh, our Uncle Andrew loaned us money yeah Uncle Andrew loaned us money and uh, uh, we had some money and uh, uh, at the sale Mr. Henry came up to my daddy Mm -hmm. he had heard see I tried to get the money from uh, uh, Laughlin Urie he ran he ran the farm credit
4: right next to us
1: yeah and he wouldn't even talk to me
4: Mm -hmm. and uh, but he was a good man yeah oh yeah Yeah. Laughlin was a good man
1: But, you know, you just don't have the collateral. You know, you don't have collateral to buy it. Mm -hmm. I was working at the university, and you were working at Graham. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Mm -hmm. I was working at MTSU. And I was assistant herdsman there and uh, had a job. And uh, they wouldn't even talk to us. And Mr. Henry walked up to Daddy at the sale, and he said, "Um, Does your boy want to buy this place? Mm -hmm. And Daddy said, Yes. He said, Tell him to buy it. And Daddy says, "What?" He said, "Tell him to buy it. I'll loan him the money."
4: Six percent.
1: And we, uh, he, uh, he came over to me and introduced him. Daddy introduced him to me. He said, "Son, you want to buy this property?" And I said, "Yes, sir, I do." But I said, "I don't. I don't have the money." He said, "Buy it."
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I looked at Daddy, and of course, Daddy knew him. I didn't know him. Yeah. And Henry uh, Holmes. Yeah. And Daddy said, said "Yep." And I, I bid it off. It 20, you weren't even there.
4: No, I was working. I didn't know. It
1: was $24,500. And uh, uh, if I, my memory's correct, yeah. it may be a few thousand off, but that's pretty close. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, walked up to the uh, where you paid, pulled it out and paid for it. Yeah. And uh, we paid yearly payments. Financed it for 10 years. How could you do that today?
4: <laughs> and, you know, we had something special that most people don't have on a farm. Our kitchen underneath the sink, we had a whole family of rattlesnakes in there.
1: <laughs> you know, I never saw a rattlesnake there, but now probably because I had hogs. You know, hogs kill snakes. Yeah. And uh, uh, I never saw
4: Oh, well, I did.
1: Matter of fact, I killed one yesterday, My, my wife raised guard. oh
4: You did what? <laughs>
1: I killed one yesterday. and Oh,
4: you are protecting yourself, though, right?
1: I'm not scared of them. I'm,
4: I'm not, not talking about that.
1: I'm just not scared of you're them. You're
4: not supposed to kill snakes.
1: <laughs> well, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I stepped on one the same day. Wasn't a rattlesnake, it was a black snake. I, I stepped off. Ooh, place. I
4: love black racers.
1: Yeah, and uh, I stepped on him before I realized he was there, and he went up under the
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, sidewalk. And Robbie wanted to know if I killed him. I said, No, I'm not killing a black snake.
4: He kills other snakes. Uh,
1: well, that and, and uh, mice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I don't mind him. I said, I'm not killing him, but uh, I did kill that rattlesnake. And I've I don't, but now I haven't seen, but I don't know four or five maybe that many how
4: about the blackhead uh uh, buzzards have you got any back there now oh
1: yeah oh yeah that's i got home one day and i had a ewe that had lambed Mm -hmm. and there was nothing left of her Mm. or the babies but bones yeah uh i don't know how they uh i've seen this happen uh my dogs now. I've got Pyrenees. They keep them away. Yeah. They keep them away uh, if they see one. But uh, uh, my neighbor, I know he lost a cow and a calf uh, about four or five years ago. I was driving by, and I mean they've just swarming this poor cow while she's
4: mm-hmm. while
1: she's calving. Yeah. And that's what they do when they they catch them uh, where they can't protect themselves when they're calving. They'll yeah. Uh, they'll kill them. Uh, they're they're vicious. They're vicious, and, you know, it's not just one or two. You know, there'll be 40 or 50 of them on a, on a cow. It's just it's terrible. And uh, they finally have loosened some restrictions. And if I'm not wrong, I think you can go to Farm Bureau and get a permit. Yeah. And you can kill only so many. And I, I think there are three types blackhead and there's a red-headed.
4: The blacks are worse, oh, the black-headed ones. The,
1: they're the ones, but the problem is these others are learning, Yeah. you know, uh, vulture to vulture, and they're learning uh, to do the same thing.
4: But you've got a Pyrenees on your farm, you got the best thing to protect all your animals. Yes,
1: <laughs> only thing is we can't turn our house dogs out unless we're watching them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, 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 but, that but 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 say
4: goodbye problem. to coyotes. If if if, if yeah. ever farm had a had Pyrenees on them, yeah, coyotes would be gone. we well, we'd, we'd reduce them.
1: We'd reduce them. But coyotes are pretty sly animal. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I don't uh, I, I don't hear them like I used to around the house.
4: We got to wrap up the show. I just
1: saw that. Well, they probably I enjoyed it. Probably want to get rid of us. <laughs>
4: I enjoyed it, and I'm so glad uh, Daryl was listening this morning. I think the, not many people that I put up there on his particular slate, he gets mad at me when I brag on him. Oh, but he's a good man. Yes, good man. Yes, he is a good man. He, he He's special. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at 9.